Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father and our God, King of glory, the all-seeing and the all-knowing God, there really is no one like you. We ask tonight, my Father, that in everything that we are and everything that we do, that you take absolute control. Father Almighty God, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, Father Almighty God, because in your mercy and in your grace, you will cause to happen tonight that which you have planned. We know for a fact, my Father, that in your kindness and in your goodness, in your grace and in your favor, you will surround us with mercy. Let your word do exactly as you have planned, my Father. Let your word do exactly what you have intended it to change the lives of your people once and for all. Thank you so much for the opportunity to gather tonight. In Jesus' most holy name, amen and amen. Um, ladies and gentlemen, so tonight we're going to be talking about the um, we're going to continue with our series on the Holy Spirit. Um, remember, our base scripture is Ephesians chapter 3, reading from verses 14 to 21. We just, we're using that as a base, and it, it's quite interesting that Paul, when he was praying for the church in Ephesus, the foundation of his prayer was the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to just press on with that. And I'll read the scripture for those who are joining for the first time or joining this series for the first time, I'm reading from Ephesians chapter three. I'm reading from verses 14 to 21, and I'm reading from the King James version of the Bible. The Bible says the following, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the family, the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20 and verse 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And so ladies and gentlemen, as we press on, we are at verse 19. Um, I'll read from verse 18 for context. Paul says that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ. And so that's the first one of the things that the, we're going to be talking about, two key things that the Holy Spirit does. And the first one is wrapped up in that, and it's that the Holy Spirit in his ministry, changes us to be like Jesus. And so we realize, ladies and gentlemen, as Paul said, he said that there is a comprehension. That means a coming to a clear-cut understanding 
of everything that Jesus Christ has won on our behalf. And so we're going to look at a very um, key part of what the Holy Spirit does in causing us to become like Christ. And that's what that's the first part of tonight's Bible study. And so remember, let me put it in context for you. What Jesus Christ has done for you and I is remarkable. And to be honest, it's actually beyond words. And so the Holy Spirit helps us come to an understanding and also to interact with and reproduce what Jesus Christ has won on our behalf. And so, and let's have a look at how he does it. So please turn with me in the book of Hebrews to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to look at verses one and two to start this evening. And so ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize is we're going to look at how the Holy Spirit causes us to be changed, to be like Jesus. It's one of the most important things that we, we, we have to come to an understanding and it will give life to so many other areas of our, um, our Christian life. So I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 12, reading from verses one to two. The Bible said, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who are, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic version of the Bible now, who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which, which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us. And let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross despising and ignoring the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So ladies and gentlemen, what we realize is the Bible says that Jesus is our example. And so the Bible presents that we are meant to two things. One, we have to run with patience the race that is set before us. Two, that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we will then become like him. Now, that's what we, we teach. But the beautiful thing is the Holy Spirit makes that happen. Because many times we say, well, I, I, I'm do, trying to do it in my own strength and I can't do it. I'm trying to do it myself and I can't do it. The Holy Spirit helps us do it. He's the one that helps us do it. And so I'm going to show you. So I, what I want you to keep in mind two things. Number one, the race that is set before you. That means you're here for a reason, you have a purpose, and there is a course set before you. The second thing I want you to remember tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as we look at the ministry of the Holy Spirit, is that as you focus on Jesus Christ, as Jesus Christ becomes your focus, that means the thing that we pay attention to. The Bible says that we will then be changed to be like him. 
And I'm going to show you that in the Bible so that we realize that this is what the Holy Spirit does. Kindly turn with me in the Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to read from 15. And we'll read down... Um, we'll read down to the end. Now, remember this particular chapter, actually, so that we are, yeah, this particular chapter is speaking about um, studying the Bible and the, and the difference between when we studied the Bible without the ministry of the Holy Spirit and when we study the Bible and with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read from verse um 15 the bible says but even unto this day reading from the king james version of the bible when moses is read the veil is upon their heart that's the children of israel um who are not yet believers in jesus christ the bible says nevertheless when it shall turn to the lord the veil shall be taken away now the lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I want you to realize. As you study the Bible, because the Holy Spirit is present, he causes, the Bible says that, as you read the Bible, as you read the Gospels, as you read the Old Testament, the New Testament, the letters, the Holy Spirit makes Jesus real. As you do so, he brings him alive. And that then causes us to be changed into what we read. And so the Bible says that because there is liberty, that means where the children of Israel couldn't go any further into the presence of God because, um, because of the fact that sin was still a challenge. We, ladies and gentlemen, are able to go literally into the presence of our Father because of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we do so, the Holy Spirit changes us now this is something that i want you to re to realize as you study the bible the bible says the holy spirit then begins to make the changes all you have to be is persistent and diligent keep reading keep studying keep meditating on the word keep confessing and keep acting on the word you realize as time goes on, the change that you're looking for will show up. So don't give up. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit does so. So all of a sudden, your time in the Bible, your time spent with the Lord in the Bible, all of a sudden becomes more valuable. So as you spend time reading the Bible, as you spend time looking at the stories, as you spend time looking at different things, you'll realize that the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal 
the the way that we find it in Ephesians, what the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has done for you and I, what is ours by right, by birth, by inheritance. And the Bible says he will then systematically change us to be like Jesus Christ. The reason that is important is this. Notice what Jesus says. um, uh, I'm going to read Ephesians 3, and I'm going to read 15 to 18, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified Bible or one of the other versions, but we'll take our declaration first. And so I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 3, and I'm going to read from 15. um, I'm going to read it in the Amplified Bible, and I'm going to read it in the Bible in basic English, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read it um, in some of the other versions so it becomes clear. And the reason I'm going to do that is so we understand. But before that, let's take our declarations, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves and we pray. And we seek your face. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus' name, we pray. We declare that our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Please keep that declaration going wherever you're listening from. It will make a difference. So, ladies and gentlemen, the reason I want you to understand this is Paul prays that the Holy Spirit comes to the Ephesians church and he causes them to become like Christ. He causes them to understand what Jesus has done. He will cause them to walk in all the benefits Jesus has made possible. That's why he is so important. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is so important because he's doing some amazing things. And when you read the Bible, there will be things in the Bible that you had never seen before. And when you read them, it's like, oh, wow, that changes things for me. And that's some of the parts of Bible studies that I really enjoy, where I'm reading the Bible and I'm thinking, oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, I've never seen that before. Or, oh, that now clicks. That makes sense. And all of a sudden, you realize a change is made on your inside allowing you to confront life differently. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He opens up the Bible. The reason, and I'm going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, reading from verses 15 to 18 in another version, and it will it will give us a, um, a, a simpler view of it, and then we'll move on. Let's go to the Bible in basic English. Brilliant. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15. The Bible says, but to this day at the reading of the law of Moses, I'm reading the Bible in basic English, a veil is over their heart. But when it is turned to the Lord, the veil will be taken away. Now, the Lord is the spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there the heart is free. Verse 18. But we all with unveiled face, giving back as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image 
from glory to glory, even as from the Lord, who is the spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, what that means is as you read the Bible, the word of God, because of the fact that you are saved and because of the fact that the Holy Spirit is your teacher, the word of God will find its way into your heart. When it does so, the change that you have been hoping for will begin to happen and the Holy Spirit begins to make it happen. And this is why your Bible study, when you're going to study your Bible, remember, and you can ask this and pray for this, is that I have a teacher. So you ask the Holy Spirit, please teach me. And so what you realize is you don't have to force becoming becoming more like Christ is not something that is forced. It happens over time, and many times you may not realize. You may not realize. Um, and so this is something I want you to hold on to. Don't give up. Doesn't matter what you're fighting against. Doesn't matter what you're struggling with. Stay with the word. Stay with the Holy Spirit. Keep reading. Keep praying. The change you're looking for will show up because the Holy Spirit is in is going to help you make that change. The Bible says he will make Jesus real. The Bible uses the word glory. He causes the glory of the Lord to show up on your inside and bang, a change happens. It's almost like a light bulb moment. Okay. That's something that I want you to keep in mind. So don't give up. Please don't give up. And many times the change is imperceptible because it's, you don't realize you've changed until you run into somebody else. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, how come you responded like that? And it's because you have been in the Bible and the Holy Spirit has caused the word of God to become a part of you. Um, let me give you Acts chapter four, verse 13. Peter and John have gone to the temple. They've healed somebody and now they're being questioned and they answer with a great deal of confidence and boldness. Verse 13 is key. The Bible says the following. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and listened to the last part. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. When you read the Bible, you are reading Jesus Christ. And after a while, you will realize a change will come in the way you believe, the way you think, the way you speak, and the way you act. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit is the architect of this. That means change cannot be forced. Just stay with the Lord the Holy Spirit will work the process. So as long as you're open and as long as you're willing, you will realize one day that, oh my goodness, all of a sudden, the change that you're hoping for comes. So please hear me well. I hope this takes the struggle out of being a Christian for some people. And I'll, I'll use one more scripture to back this up. Turning your Bible, and we, you, this was... Um, Pastor, shall I use this scripture on Sunday? Turn in your Bible to Galatians 5, and we are going to read, it's the famous one, Galatians 5, and we're going to read from 22. Galatians 5, 22. And 
we're going to read to 23, just to show you how the process happens, and then we'll move on. The Bible says the following, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Notice the word that the Bible uses. The Bible says in Galatians 5.22 that the fruit of the Spirit, and then the Bible says is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and then the Bible says against such there is no law. But remember the word, the word there is fruit. Fruit indicates a seed has been sown. A process has happened and a plant is the result from where we get the fruit in the very same way. When you're reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit plants, waters, and causes the word to grow on your inside, causing a change in your personality, making you more like Jesus. Notice, it's not forced. It happens. He's the one that makes it happen. So please be encouraged. Now, there are actually quite a few scriptures we could go on. But remember, there's a process. Let me go to one more scripture to, to give you an idea of the process. And then I'll, I'll move on. So what I, and what I hope this caused you to realize is, please understand, you have help to become who God wants you to become. There is a helper, and his name's the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to read Isaiah 55, reading from verses 8. And we, it's, a very, it's a very popular verse. Um, it's a very popular verse. And so I'm, I'll, I'll read Isaiah 55, reading from verses 8, and I'll stop at verse 11. The Bible says the following, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. We agree. But listen to verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither or returneth not that there, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the soul and bread to the eater. Verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Meaning, notice the process of fruitfulness starts by the word of God being sown on your inside. This is what the Holy Spirit does. And then the Holy Spirit waters the word causing a growth process and then over time the fruit of the word isaiah 55 reading from verses 8 to 11 i'll put it into the chat isaiah 55 reading from verses 8 to 11 okay all right fantastic 
And so you begin to realize that the process is one of bearing fruit. A seed is planted. And after you've planted a seed, sometimes you don't see anything. There's no changes, just looks like an empty field until it rains. And then all of a sudden, the fields that were bare are covered in green. Then as summer comes along, they grow, they bear fruit and harvest comes. Now, please remember, this is how change comes by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The word is sown in your heart. He waters the word. He persistently causes the process to begin. And that is how change happens. The reason I'm saying this is this. As you walk with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the fruit of him walking with you. That means the process of him walking with you is going to be love, peace, faith, joy, hope, as we mentioned. And so I want, hopefully this takes away the fear of will I make it or will I not? I won't. You have help. The Holy Spirit is there to cause that which Jesus has won on your behalf to become a reality on your inside. You just have to stick with the Lord, reading the Bible, spending time in prayer, spending time in worship, obeying what you read and study and know of God, and then sharing it with the world around you. The result will be Jesus will be formed on your inside. And the architect and the person who oversees that is the Holy Spirit. And so hopefully that really helps you as we go on, as you begin to go on our journey. And this is one of the wonderful things because Sunday's message was fantastic. And so you realize that faith, hope, and love, the architect and the overseer of making that happen on your inside is the person of the Holy Spirit. He brings it to pass. So stick with him as you stay with him, as you walk with him, as you listen to him, speak to him, spend time in prayer, as he teaches you the word, as he helps you take little steps forward, all of a sudden you'll begin to realize what God has planned for you in those areas will begin to show up. I really hope that helps somebody along their journey of change. The person who makes the transformation happen is the Holy Spirit. He's the one that causes what Jesus has won to become a part of your life. That doesn't mean we don't have a part to play, but just the same way. The reading, the studying, the praying, the worshiping, the giving and the obeying, we do. The results he makes happen. And the Bible says God's word will not come back to him void. Hopefully that helps. And so that's what we're talking about. So that's one thing that the Holy Spirit does. He causes, he changes us to be like Jesus. And so as you spend time with the Holy Spirit, the result will be he will cause a change to happen so that you'll become like Jesus. Okay, second thing we're going to look at, and we're going to go back to Ephesians 3 because we're going to we're going to step forward so Ephesians chapter 3 and we're going to go to verse 19 Ephesians 3 and we're going to go to 19 and this is what the bible says verse 19 it says and to know the love of Christ that's where we just finished which passes knowledge 
that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, I'm, I'm going to read that in the Amplified Bible. Ephesians 3, 19. The Bible says that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. So ladies and gentlemen, the what we're going to look at is something else that the Holy Spirit makes happen. He causes you to be filled with the fullness of God. He causes it to become real. Now, this is important because of what I'm about to say. Ladies and gentlemen, the thing that I want you to realize, the second thing we're going to look at about the Holy Spirit's journey, um, help, um, journey in our life is this tonight. The Holy Spirit helps us achieve our goals, our dreams, our hopes, and any of our aspirations. He is the source of all human creativity. I'll say that again. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, the, keep the questions coming in, we will get to them. The Holy Spirit, he helps us achieve the goals, the purposes, and the plans that God has given us. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when I say help, he literally is the one who enables it to happen. The Bible said that you may be full with all the fullness of God. The next verse is really famous, but let's look at how the Holy Spirit does that. So we're going to go on a journey through scripture. Um, I'll try and keep it quick because I want to take a few questions and the questions have started coming in and that's really brilliant. And so turning your Bibles, ladies and gentlemen, to the book of Zechariah, chapter four, Zechariah four, and I'm going to read from verses one to seven. Zechariah four, verses one to seven. I'll read it in the King James Version of the Bible first. And the Bible says the following. Actually, let me make sure I've got this in the Amplified Bible for speed. Um, and the Bible says the following. And the angel that taught, this is, this is the vision that God showed to Zechariah. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of sleep. And said to me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. Verse three. And two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side of the bowl. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, what are these, my Lord? Verse five. Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my lord. Verse six. 
Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Then the Bible goes on, the famous section, Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Verse 6 is critical. The Bible says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Achievement, ladies and gentlemen, comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He, is, he in your life will help you achieve whatever God has asked you to be or do whether that is to be a parent, a banker, whether that is to be um, a, a teacher, whether that's to be a preacher, whether that's to be whatever it is, the Holy Spirit in your life will enable you to do what God has asked you to do. So we're going to have a look at an actual example so the first, please remember Zechariah 4 verse 6. The Bible says, not by might, nor by power. That means it's not going to be by your strength. It's not going to be by your effort. Not that your effort and your strength are not necessary, but the results are going to become amazing through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so let's look at that in simple terms. I'm going to use an example of a person in the Bible, and I'm going to turn to the book of Exodus chapter 28, and I'm going to go to verse 3. Um, yeah, Exodus 28 verse 3, speaking of a man called uh, Bezalel, God says to Moses the following, and he says, thou shalt speak unto all that are wise hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priest's office. So that's Exodus chapter 28, verse three. So notice the ability to make what God sees the ability to cause what God sees to make it a reality comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It comes through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's go on. Come with me to Exodus 31. Exodus 31. And I'm going to read from verses 1 to 5. Okay, so that's Exodus 28, verse 3, and Exodus 31, verse 5. Listen to what the Bible says of Bezalel, and then we'll come back to you and I. And the Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of her of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge. And notice the fourth thing and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works 
to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Ladies and gentlemen, pause for a moment. Let me explain. Let me explain what the Bible is saying. And we'll wrap this up. If we can't finish this tonight, we'll shift to we'll shift to this. We'll carry this over to next week because I think it's quite important and I will take your questions. But notice, Moses had been asked to create something that only existed in heaven. And God said, the person who can help you make it. That means take what you tell them and create it with their skill and ability is Bezalel. And the quality was, I have filled him with the spirit of God. And the Bible says the spirit of the Lord brings wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works, to work in gold, in silver, and in brass, and the cutting of stones. Now, listen carefully. What that means, ladies and gentlemen, is when God asks you to do something, even if it is impossible, the ability for you to do it comes through the person of the Holy Spirit. And I'll give you a couple of examples. And this is what I want you to be, hold on to tonight, that no matter what the Lord asks you in this season. So pause for a moment. I'm going to bring this together. Keep in mind God's word over this year, which is launch out into the deep. Now, that may seem scary if you did not have the person of the Holy Spirit with you. But the Bible says, if God asks you to do the impossible, the person of the Holy Spirit makes it possible for you to do, create, cause to become a reality what God is asking you to do. So notice what the Bible said in, the, in Zechariah, that you will be able to achieve God's goals by his spirit, not by strength, not by struggle, not but by his spirit. Here we realize that the people that made the temple, which did not exist on earth, the enablement came through the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, I hope what we are about to read next makes your week. It made mine. Turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is what I want you to realize. You are not on your own when God asks you to do something. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is key. Jesus says it this way. Acts 1, and we're looking at verse 8. Jesus said, but you shall receive power. Ladies and gentlemen, forgive me, I'll read that in the Amplified Bible. Um, I am very conscious of the time. Acts 1, verse 8. The Bible says the following, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all, in all Judea and Samaria to the ends, the very bounds 
of the earth. Listen to me very carefully, please, ladies and gentlemen. That means whatsoever God asks you to do, even if what he asks you to do is impossible because of the person of the Holy Spirit, the impossible will become possible. That means, ladies and gentlemen, there is no task that God has set for you. There is no challenge that you are currently facing. There is nothing that God has put in front of you that he has not enabled you to achieve successfully because of the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enables you. This is what Jesus, this is what how Paul said. He said he will cause you to be filled with all the fullness of God. Though that means when you are doing something by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will get the same results that God would have got as if you were there. Now, please, this, this is what I want you to hold on to. This is why walking with the Holy Spirit is critical. He's the one that enables us to achieve what God has asked us to achieve. Bezalel was gifted to do what Moses required, as you and I are gifted to do what God has asked us to do. And he has filled us with his spirit. And Jesus says, power is yours. Ability, efficiency, and might. That means you will be a great parent. You will be a great employee. You will be a great employer. You will be a great person. You will be a great teacher, great banker, great person in an office, great person out of an office. You will drive a bus great. You, whatsoever it may be that God has set in front of you by the power of the Holy Spirit, yielding to him will cause you to become a success. It's one of the most beautiful things. And the, the Bible says he will fill you with God. So your words, thoughts, and actions will not be yours. They will be God's. And that means when you speak, it will be as if God is speaking. And Jesus says, when that happens, mountains will move. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to please be encouraged. There's nothing that the Lord is going to set before you in the next 12 months that he has not already enabled you to do. And he will do that through the person of the Holy Spirit. Okay, he will do that in the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pause there for a moment. I've got a couple of questions. If there are any other questions, please put them in the chat. Um, that is if you can. If you can't um, get to the chat, please, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm sure we'll, we'll get, um, we'll find a way. If you want to send it to us through our Instagram page or you want to drop us an email, please do so, and we will definitely get the question. Um, so please let us know. So a couple of questions we've got, and this is one. So pastor, please, could you kindly explain how do you continue the process when the change happens without getting too confident that I have the person of the Holy Spirit and the relaxation kicks in? Great question. Remember, the change comes when we do our part and the Holy Spirit will do his part, it's exactly, exactly as you find in a gym. A personal trainer may give you a pattern of exercise 
as long as you continue in it, the changes that the exercises will bring will show up. So how do you continue? And this is key. Um, how do you continue without feeling arrogant that, well, you know, what? I've got the Holy Spirit, so I can just stop now. Come with me in the Bible to Proverbs chapter nine. And we're going to have a look at verse 10. The Bible says the following. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And so what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is how do we not become arrogant? When the Holy Spirit comes and, and fills our lives, and even when we're getting great results, he will keep reminding us that this is God, not you. And so this is what the Bible says when the Bible says the fear of the Lord. It is the repetitive acknowledgement that no matter how successful you are, you realize it's not because I'm clever, not because I'm strong, not because I'm pretty, not because I'm handsome. It is because God has blessed what I've done and therefore I am now a success. And the keeping that in mind, the Bible says, that is where wisdom starts. And the knowledge of the fact that the Holy One is the one that gets it done causes you to become a person of understanding, which stops you being arrogant. And this is something that we've, all, we've got to remind. So as we go to the word, remember, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of wisdom. When the spirit of the Lord um, okay, so Proverbs 9, verse 10. Proverbs 9, verse 10. Sorry, I didn't put that. Hopefully, you've got that if you're listening. That's Proverbs 9, verse 10. Let me also read, and this was what stops us becoming arrogant, the book of Isaiah, chapter 11. And I'm going to read from verses 1 to 4. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read it in the Bible in basic English. So it's, it's nice and clear. And I'm going to read Isaiah 11. And the Bible says the following. And there will come a rod out of the broken tree of Jesse and a branch out of his roots will give fruit. And the spirit of the Lord will be resting on him. The spirit of wisdom and good sense, the spirit of wise guiding and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Notice the impact of the Holy Spirit's presence. And the Bible says, and he will not be guided in his judging by what he sees or give decisions by the hearing of his ears, but he will do what is right in the cause of the poor and give wise decisions for those in the land who are in need. And the rod of his mouth will come down on the cruel and the breath of his lips will he put an end to the evildoer. Verse five, and righteousness will be the cord of his robe and good faith, the band around his breast. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit in your life will cause you to do things in acknowledgement of the fact that God is in charge. So you will not do things the way your eyes see or what you've heard. You will do things things the way God wants them done and that keeps us humble 
And just this one, please, just to wrap, close that out, you can read, it's a very short verse, ladies and gentlemen, please read Romans 8, verse 14. The Bible says, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So keep in mind that throughout our life, as long as we are led, we realize we're never content because we want, it doesn't matter whether we are, arrive or achieve we realize there's more and the only way we can get there is because the lord leads us i hope that helps um so next question um all right if one has not listened or allowed the holy spirit to enable this god's goal for you but one becomes successful yet is not quite content is this why some people change careers at a particular time in life until they feel content Okay, let's put that into scripture. So let's put that, and this is something that we're going to, we will have to unpack going forward, but let's put it in scripture. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 12, verse 1. Hebrews 12, 1. Um, I'll, I'll read the Bible in basic English. The Bible says, for this reason, as we are circled by so great a cloud of witnesses, putting off every weight and the sin into which we come so readily, let us keep on running in the way which is marked out for us. Please understand, ladies and gentlemen, every single person that is listening to or listening or watching tonight you have a specific purpose that God has planted on your inside before you arrived. God is working out a plan to bring that purpose to pass. And so many times when we, we, we may become successful at a career or a skill, but as we, we, there still might be a restlessness, a desire, to do something. So yes, you've made a lot of money and then you don't need to make any more money or you want to retire or you want to change careers because you have a, your heart is drawn towards um, children or your heart is drawn towards um, different things, a skill or an ability. That's the work of the Lord. How do I know? The reason, and this is, hopefully this helps. First, everybody has a purpose. Two scriptures I'm going to because of time, we'll go to two scriptures. Two scriptures. First scripture is Jeremiah 1, verses 4 to 5. And the second scripture, ladies and gentlemen, is Ephesians 2.10. Both. So we're going to have a look at both of those. And I'll look at them in the King James Version of the Bible. And then we can look at them in other versions as we go on. Because many times, please remember, so Jeremiah chapter one, four to five, the Bible says the following, then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Pause for a moment. That means before God created us with a purpose in mind and he planted that purpose on our inside and that purpose that calling the reason that we have to live is drawing us systematically 
to what God wants us to do. Now, remember what we said, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, he will enable you to do what God has wired you to do. So you'll realize, and I'm not saying that you, you'll wake up tomorrow and just ditch your job. No, but there will be a drawing. There will be something that you sense on the inside that this is why I am here. The good thing is this, Ephesians 2 verse 10. So everybody has a purpose. Ephesians 2 verse 10. The Bible says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. That means you were born with a plan that God has a series of good works that he wants you to walk in as we live our lives, okay? Then Philippians 2 verse 13, to close this out, the Bible says the following, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So as you spend time with the Lord, he may lay, he may lay a career path or a life path on your heart that is completely different from your training. He may lay a path of ministry. He may lay a path of, he may lay a path of ministry, but he may lay a focus on a person. He may lay a focus on a group of people. And this is something that it's one of my favorite subjects of discovering your purpose. I'm trying to keep it concise, but what he will do is the Bible says, God will work in you. Philippians 2 verse 13. Philippians 2 verse 13. The Bible says God will work in you for two things. He will cause you to will and then to do of his good pleasure. That means he will lay on your heart what he wants you to do. And as you come round to it, and it might be something as simple as choosing one university over the other, one job over the other, living in one flat rather than the other, choosing to live in one country rather than the other, having a burden, a burden for a group of people or something. He will, the Bible says he's working in you, leading you to where he wants you to go. That's really important. So what we realize, and this is why this is, I said this, as you spend time with God, let me make it simpler. Ladies and gentlemen, scripture makes it much simpler than I can explain it. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified Classic Version. The Bible says the following. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will and so shall your plans be established and succeed. What's going to happen as you read the Bible, as you study the Bible, meditate, confess, and act on the word? What's going to happen? The Bible says God will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. So all of a sudden, 
you may realize that, wait, I really enjoy working with children, or there's a person in my office that I really want to pray for, or there is some, I, I attract a particular type of person, or I find myself doing a particular thing, or there's a certain circumstance I cannot ignore. That's the Lord pointing you to, this is the reason you're here. I'll leave it at that. Um, when we deal with the subject of purpose, I'll, I'll let I'll, that is something that we, we will work through. But yes, many times that is why people in the middle of a successful career will decide to do something completely different because there's a satisfaction. And let me put it in a kind of uh, let me put it in a phrase. And this is something I take from a course I teach they will pay you the most for what you would do for free. Let me repeat that. They will pay you the most money for what you would do for free. So keep that in mind. Hopefully that helps. Um, okay, great question. How can we be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Um, so being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, oh, wow. So you know what? If I cut it, we're running out of time. I promise this is where we'll start next week. So I'll, please, I must get a copy of the chat, guys, if, if, if I don't copy it. Um, we'll start. How can we be sensitive to the Holy Spirit? We'll deal with that next week, if that's okay. We'll deal with that next week. And so I, and we'll be able to break it down. Um, and then we'll go from there because... That's a fantastic question. And then there's another one. How do we recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit? Absolutely fantastic. Okay, this is a nice question, and I'll end with this one. Is it possible to die before fulfilling your purpose? The answer, ladies and gentlemen, is yes. You can go to heaven, and you will go to heaven, and you will spend eternity in glory. But the task that God puts you on the earth for, based upon our choices and decisions, we may not fulfill. That doesn't mean you won't be successful. That doesn't mean you won't have a great family or a great ministry or a great business. But it's all about listening and walking with the Holy Spirit. Doing what God asks you to do. That is a subject that it, it, it's a great question. And I know we need to do it justice, but is it possible that you leave the world without fulfilling your purpose? The answer is yes. The answer, the answer is yes. And you realize Moses did not complete the task that God has given him. And that doesn't mean God doesn't have a replacement. And that doesn't mean that God will not take you into glory and you will make heaven. Yes, you will. But the task that God has given you. So ladies and gentlemen, it is necessary. So it's something we have to look at that fulfilling your purpose is based upon your choices, your decisions. As you walk with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit, it is possible to be extremely successful and not fulfill what you're here for. And so keep, please keep that. Please, 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 please keep that in mind. Great, great question. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of time. We are out of time. Now I'm going to, um, 
<laughs> I'm going to copy the chat. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, let me say a prayer. And let me say a prayer based upon the two things that we've looked at today. And my prayer around for you today is as follows. I pray that the ministry of the Holy Spirit causes the love of Christ to become real in your life to the point that you can no longer keep it in, that you will make a difference wherever you go. Second, I pray that the Holy Spirit in this season fills you with all the fullness of God, causing the rest of your life to be one roller coaster of good so that you are doing all that God has planned for you. And Father, as we come to the end of today's Bible study, and we're, we're a little bit over, Father Almighty God, I ask in very simple faith, if there's anybody believing you for a miracle, and if there's anybody believing you for healing, we pause and we join our faith with them. And we pray with them, Father Almighty God, that you will intervene as only you can. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for hearing our prayers at the beginning. Father Almighty God, we commit tonight and the rest of this week into your hands. In Jesus' most holy name, amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to copy the chat, so I'll grab those questions. So what we'll look at next week is we will wrap up this little bit about achievement, and then we will look at sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. I hope you've had a great time. Thank you so much for being so involved. Um, have a wonderful week, ladies and gentlemen. May God bless you and may God keep you.